Welcome to the Main Event Sports Show with your host, Haven Harrington, Rashawn Myers, produced by Jay Hare. The Main Event Sports Show is brought to you by Verizon Wireless, Lavish Life Hair Boutique, The Peer Group, and Future Promotions. You can listen to the Main Event Sports Show every Saturday from 6 to 7 p.m. on 104.7 FM, WLOU. You can also catch past episodes of the Main Event Sports Show on Stitcher.com. Just search Main Event Sports Radio. You can catch us on Twitter at MeSports. You can catch us on Facebook at Main Event Sports Radio. You can also catch us on the Internet at MainEventSports101.com. And don't forget, you can take the Main Event Sports Show with you wherever you go by downloading the Main Event Sports app. Just go to your favorite Play Store or App Store and search with the keywords Main Event Sports Radio. It's now time. For the main event. It's 6 o'clock. It's now time for your number one sports show. Your host, Haven Harrington and Rashawn Myers and uh, Jay Hans, our producer. You can join us if you're internet savvy. You can join us at WLOUonline.com or iTunes Radio, iHeart, or Stitcher.com. And Rashawn and Haven, what a Thursday night football. Welcome in to the Main Event Sports Show. Uh, this is your host, Rashawn Myers, here on the opening weekend of college football. I know that they had football, uh, you know, last week. You had Cal and Hawaii get things started uh, over on the other side of the planet. But this is the real start of college football. And, man, oh, man, it's already been an unbelievable week. Joined here in studio by the great Kent Taylor. Wave three. Kent, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me down. I appreciate well, you. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for coming down. Man, I tell you, Haven, first of all, I know this is your, you know, th- th- this is what gets you excited. You, you're so excited. You're wearing your, your, you look like a giant, like, I don't know, a bus stop <laughs> or a traffic cone or something. You got your giant orange shirt on. You're so happy to have football back. So, Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I know you're excited about what's going on. But, you know, of course, for the Main Event Sports Show, uh, it, it's been a huge week so far, of course. UofL Charlotte. Opening up on Thursday night, uh, had that great experience out there, getting back out, you know, uh, it, and just in between the hedges, as they say, getting excited about football. Or even though Charlotte was awful, yeah. you know, or, we knew Charlotte was awful, but Louisville was still very impressive. Or you could say, in, in U of O's case, in between a hedge. Hedge, one that's hedge. Right. Our, our hedge. For now, until they get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> for, for now, uh, you know, but, but to be, get back out into the oven and, and see the guys get out there. Lamar Jackson uh, looked like everything. Thing we expected he could be, um, for the most part. I, I do have some issues with that, and we will get into that much, much more. But of course, our man Jay has, who always finds a way to sneak a little basketball, always uh, right off the, the top, oh, oh, off the start top. the show, off the dribble, <laughs> off, the, off dribble. the dribble, off the dribble. Jay has as always has a little something. So we're always. actually being joined right now, Cameron Mills, uh, by Cameron Mills, uh, for former UK great, joining us on the line. Uh, coming in to talk about, uh, of course, the reunion uh, of the the 95-96 team down in uh, Miami. Uh, Coach Patino uh, was down there with the former players uh, taking in some sun. Uh, Cameron, how are you doing, sir? I'm I'm well, fellas. How are you all? Doing very, very Doing great. Doing great. Now, now, Cameron, let me just ask you, just off the top, um, just how, how was the reunion? How, how did things go? What, what was it like to get all you guys back together again for this uh, the 20-year reunion? Well, actually, if this tells you anything, I feel like uh, the team as a whole is closer now than maybe we were in 96. Uh, we wow. had uh, three days 
down in Miami Beach um, with, and here's the difference. In 96, when we were together uh, tight, uh, but there was a lot of tension, as you can imagine, because we started that year ranked number one, and there was a lot of expectation, a lot of, um, a lot of expectation on that team. And uh, this time there wasn't. We got together for the first time. Really, I think all, all of us except one, we were missing my co-walk on Jason Latham. Uh, but other than that, everybody else was there. Uh, everyone kind of made plans to be there. And it was the first time in 20 years, I actually think we had everybody together. Um, and it was it was absolutely special time. It, it, we had a great time, played golf, uh, took some rides on, a, on some boats, uh, and just hung out, which is uh, what we did a lot of in, back in 96, which is one of the reasons I think we played so well together. You know, it's funny. You talk about pressure uh, and, you know, the pressure to win. That was the only basketball season I can ever remember where it was literally like Kentucky season. They had the blue jean jerseys, and it was kind of, you know, the U.K. season. And that team absolutely uh, lived up to that. In my estimation, the greatest team, along with UNLV. I I still kind of waffle back and forth between who was better between your guys' team in 96 and that UNLV team uh, that just absolutely blew out Duke uh, to win the championship. Yeah, Cameron's got a nicer ring than Larry Johnson. <laughs> I, I would agree with that, but you guys were absolutely amazing. And and just kind of um, talk about. I know Coach Patino was back down there with the team, and, and right. uh, th- there's been a lot of uh, you know questions about whether he was going to go down there and be a part of it, or, or you know what, what was that like? Well, Is there any you know with him being the Louisville coach? Was there any? Yeah. A holdover or any questions no. about that at all? You know, no, that, that didn't, that, that's something the fans tend to talk about a lot. And I understand both sides. I understand the fans talking about it. I get it. I get why it's somewhat controversial to them. But it didn't come up at all. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, I think it, would, it may even surprise some people to hear that Coach Patino had some rather kind things to say about our current coach here at UK. Um, talked about our current class of players coming in, uh, specifically, um, I think, Darren Fox and how he just coached. You know, was raving about um, you know him as a as a point guard. So uh, the the thing is, his coach was always going to go down there. By the way, you mentioned that whether or not he was going to go. He arranged this. He planned this whole thing for us. So this was not a the controversy wasn't whether he was going to go. He was going. I think the question you know that at least that's been around here in Lexington somewhat is you know should Kentucky should UK have done something for us? And right. I think everyone to a T. Uh, you know, all the guys on the '96 team. They brought us back in 90, in uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, they introduced us at halftime of a game. Uh, they had a ring to give us because in 96, we didn't get a ring from the school. We only got a ring from the NCAA, and the school's allowed to do that. Um, and so the school gave us our rings, and that was a neat time. So they, they didn't really have to do anything for us this year. Um, and uh, so Coach Patino, uh, we kind of had a – I think we came for the game when uh, Utah Valley played, the, the Billy Minardi Classic, I think it's called. Right. When uh, – we came in to see Mark Pope, one of our one of our teammates, uh, coach against Coach Patino, and so uh, Jared Prickett, Jeff Shepard, and I, uh, Coach Winston Bennett, a couple of friends, sat behind the Utah Valley bench trying to get Pope a technical the entire game, and uh, <laughs> we decided after that, Coach found that we were there and invited us all uh, out with him and uh, other visiting coaches afterwards, and uh, we kind of got to the point where someone in the conversation just said, Coach, our 20th anniversary is coming up. We need a, we need to do a reunion. And so Coach just said, what do you guys want to do? And I think the same person who asked the question, which uh, may have been uh, Derek Anderson, said, let's go to Miami Beach. And so Coach nice. said, let's, let's go. So that was how it all got planned. So Coach was always going to be there. 
and he was there all three days. And I, I told someone the other day, it was the first time I played golf with him on Saturday. Jeff Shepard and I were in his, uh, it was a threesome, it was the three of us playing against other teammates. But it's the first time I'd ever spent four hours with him that he hadn't yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, wow. So if I may ask you a question, man, how did it feel to kind of reminisce a little bit to probably be part of one of the greatest college basketball teams of all time? I think that's what we were looking forward to the most. Uh, we have, we had, uh, every time we get together, and, and I, I joke about, you know, the thing I said about Coach Patino there, but look, he was an intense coach, still is. Um, he, was, he was difficult to play for because he had such high expectations and had high expectations for you. But what was great is we got together with the team this time, and I mentioned the tension that was around last time because of the expectations and the pressure that was on us. You know, the things that weren't funny 20 years ago, are now funny. You know, coach yelling at so-and-so. I mean, and you're, you remember specific moments of practice or a game or stuff like that. So that, that kind of is what made it special is that we can sit back now 20 years later after knowing we accomplished what we set out to accomplish that year, uh, preseason number one, finished the season number one, and now laugh at all those tense moments that weren't really funny then, but they were funny now. And we kind of knew that's what would happen. And sure enough, it happened for three straight days. It was nothing but reminiscing, nothing but telling stories, and nothing but laughing at ourselves. Cameron, this is Kent Taylor from Wave TV. I've got a unique perspective on this because I actually covered JV games in Memorial Coliseum with you and Nazi and, and Jason Latham. And Nazi didn't quite look the same. What kind of odds could we have gotten that Nazi would have the longest NBA career of the guys on that team? Well, and Nazi's the reason that the uh, reunion got pushed to, uh, to August. We were going to have it in May. And, uh, you know, right after the college season. But then Nazi gets picked up by the Thunder for his either 17, was it 17 or 18-year career? I don't know. It's a lot of money, though. I thought it was like 30th year. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he gets picked up for his career uh, his last year, I, I guess, in the NBA. And so and it, what was cool is that we, we could have gone ahead and said, no, we've planned it. Let's go ahead and keep it there. But nobody wanted to do that because we wanted to try to ensure that everybody could be there. As a matter of fact, on the, the reunion started on Friday. Uh, Nazi and Antoine Walker weren't there yet, and so they were both getting phone calls and texts from all the guys saying, why aren't you all here? Why aren't you already here? And so it kind of was this neat thing. We didn't want to leave anybody out. We wanted everybody that was on the team to be included, and, uh, and we were successful in doing that. Wow, and you are again listening to the Main Event Sports Show here. Rashawn Haven, Kent Taylor being joined by UK great Cameron Mills. And Cameron, I, for full disclosure, I'm going to tell you what, I hate Kentucky. I've always hated Kentucky. I'm a big Louisville guy, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That UK team was one of my favorite teams of all time. We had Derek Anderson in studio um, back last year, and I told him he hurt my feelings the way he dunked on my man Nate Johnson. But uh, <laughs> y- y- you guys did have some good games against Louisville <laughs> and Indiana from that. Moment. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm telling you, but, but but you guys, the way you guys played, the unselfishness, just the yeah. the aggressiveness, it was absolutely unbelievable. And then for yourself, you kind of got hot and became kind of the face of that team with your big shooting uh, performances and the things that you did down the stretch of that season and into the NCAA tournament. Did you see that coming? Because to me, you were the, you know, clearly the MVP of that team as you guys went towards that championship. Well, I appreciate it, but you're actually thinking of the 98 season. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. I, that's okay. No, 96 is the, kids that I was, I was very much squarely on the JV team. I got to sit on the bench during the varsity games, but uh, played my minister in the JV. Yes. But what you're yes. thinking of is 98. Excuse me, it, it no, was, was I, the 98 I didn't team. See any of, yeah, the 97 and 98 is when I actually just started playing. But, no, I didn't see any of that, that coming, specifically about my career. I didn't. I, 
I told Coach Patino when I when I got there um, as a walk-on because I walked on my first two years and was right. given a scholarship my junior year because there was just one available. So why let one go to waste? It seemed like so. Um, I told Coach when I walked on my freshman year, I said, "Look, I'm happy." Because he tried to. He said, "Look, don't you want to go somewhere where you're going to play?" Right. And I said, "Coach, I'm going to be happy. Believe it or not, if I go, if I stay here four years, I get to wear the uniform that my dad wore back in the '60s when he played for Adolph Ruff. If I get to wear that uniform, the same number, and I get to be a part of this program. If I if I play, that's icing on the cake. But if I don't play, I'm going to be happy." And he kind of understood, but kind of didn't because he's used to guys who just are thinking about minutes, minutes, minutes. And to me, anything above and beyond getting in at the end of a game was just going to be, you know, that's going to be great. But I didn't expect it. So I certainly didn't expect it. When you talk about Derek Anderson, Derek Anderson going down in the 97 season to an ACL tear is what got me playing time. Of course, now I have to deal with people coming up to me all the time saying, don't you think if Derek Anderson had played in 97, we would have won the national championship? And I have to tell him, you realize when you tell me that, you tell me that, you're saying, don't you wish Derek Anderson was playing instead of you? I'm not going to say yes. No, that that's that's pretty good. No, that's absolutely. I mean, you guys could have literally won three state straight national yeah. championships. I mean, Crazy. Just, just an unbelievable run and an unbelievable group. Uh, and, and you know, to hear that you guys were you know are still together, tighter than ever, um, is is awesome. And as I stated, even though I I will never I will never don the blue, uh, you guys <laughs> um, definitely played the game the right way. And I definitely appreciate you taking out a few minutes uh, to join us here on the Main Event Sports Show. No problem, guys. Thank you all for having me. There we go. UK great Cameron Mills. The, the, the guy, you know, was absolutely a, a, an assassin from downtown. Like, I mean, literally, he came out dimes. of nowhere. He and Paget. I mean, that's what you remember about oh, yeah, that 918. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys just knocking down threes. That Duke game is one of the one of the great games in NCAA oh, tournament history. I mean, but when you just look, look, look at what Coach Patino done, and I know that, that I understand the hard feelings, but to me, people that talk about honor Coach Patino and can he come back or at what point can – people be okay with him to me with what he did bringing uk back from probation and everything that he did you've got to be bigger than that especially if you're the university i understand from the fan perspective but i think i don't necessarily think that uk is doing enough to make it easier if, if that does that make any sense i don't think he would do it you don't think- I, mean, I don't see him ever going back there not i mean maybe in time he will but right. for now he feels like especially for something like this if, if he goes back and they honor the 96 team i think his feeling is that he'll get booed so much and it will take so much away from the other guys right. that he doesn't want to be that distraction right. and I, that that's my personal opinion of what his take is on it and you know it's not that he it, it, and it, it is hard it's hard for him it's one of the hard it's the hardest thing he does when he goes back there for games and gets booed because he knows yeah. you know what he put into it and what he took over. I mean, they were at rock bottom, right, right. and to bring them back to win a national championship, go back to the championship game the very next year. Um, I mean, it, that '93 game versus Duke. You know, even though they lost that game, yeah, '92, '92, yeah, that, versus Duke, and you know they, they lose on the late in the shot, but just. The way he turned that team around, everything that he's meant to that university, um, it's he just made tough. he made that program lovable and like it was an underdog. Right. And that which is right. pretty phenomenal when you look at you know all the advantages they've had over the years oh, yeah. and all the success as well. But uh, yeah, to do that and then to get them back to the point where they were the big dog, uh, you know, yeah. I, there is still a faction of UK fans, I think, who do understand that. Right. It's just, about, you know, this, this whole that they never, nobody at that point, if you had said, if, if you had asked a U of L fan at that point, do you want him? They would have said no. 
Oh, you know, but the fact that he's come here and it, for a coach to go from one to the other is is almost beyond belief. Anyway, so I, there's just a lot of different things in in, in, in factor here. Yeah, and, and you know, Coach Patino loves his former programs. He loves Providence. He always wears his, when, when Louisville was in the Big East, he would always wear his Providence tie for that game. Mm. Uh, you know, his, his kind of still great tie. He, he had a big reunion program. down in Miami for those guys, yep. for the Providence team yep. from the 87 Final Four just wow. a couple years ago. You so, know. And, and you know, truthfully, I think, you know, Haven always loves to bring up on the show the fact that Patino has his issues. Have, actually, before Being the in show, Kentucky, I already have. Yeah, you know, he always <laughs> likes no. to bring that up. But truthfully, I think that's one of the reasons that Louisville seems to struggle a bit is because I think it's tough for Coach P in some ways to prepare for that game. I think that he does prepare a little differently. I, I don't know if it's just a mental thing, but in, in my opinion, I've, I've always seemed like he's a bit apprehensive, uh, you know, go, going to going into that game. And I, I don't know what it's about. It could. I, it's one of those things where, you know, I mean, he, he is so focused, and, and he, it kind of it sounds like Coach Pete, but it, for him it really is true. They really take every single game. Right. You know, they prepare for – whether, you know, if it's, I mean, just some little podunk school, they prepare for them like they do for North Carolina. Or but I think for him even it's a little different for Kentucky. Like he's thinking oh. about them. Mm-hmm. He'll never admit it. But, you can't admit it. That's what but, you and and some did. of the, you know, you talk about the record with Calipari, but some of those games, I mean, you go back to that NCAA oh, game in oh. Indianapolis. I mean, Louisville dominated that game. Heartbreak. Montrez gets that horrible oh. foul on oh. Andrew Harris. And, you know, just little things like that that just – mango with the tip in. No, I mean, just, there's, you know, a play here or there, and that game is just maybe completely different. putting in Russ Smith when he shouldn't have put Russ Smith in to well, run the And Russ couldn't hit a free <laughs> throw in that so game. Remember that? Russ couldn't hit a free throw in that game. Oh, what? Painful. I know we're bringing up – and you know what? We, we understand this college football season. Thank you. You are, again, listening to the Made Event Sports Show. I know we have uh, Leanne Herring, our, our SEC uh, specialist, our analyst. She's going to break it down to the primary compound for us when we get back here. Here. You are listening to the Main Event Sports Show, 104.7 WLOU, and we'll be right back. Summertime is family reunion time, everybody. Nothing's better than going to a reunion to catch up with loved ones, and Choice Hotels has everything you and your family need for a great stay. And make it easy to connect with the people that matter the most, your family. Choose from 11 brands, including Comfort Inn and Comfort Suites, and more than 5,500 locations across the country. That's right, their hotels are never far away from where you need to be. Book direct at choicehotels.com to get the lowest rates guaranteed. Terms and conditions may apply. There are two kinds of hot. One is where a walk to the mailbox leaves you thirsty. But with MetroPCS, you get the other kind of hot, the good kind. Because now, when you switch to MetroPCS, you get a free Samsung Galaxy. That's a really hot deal. Visit a MetroPCS store to get your free Samsung Galaxy on 5 with a big 5-inch HD screen. And get on the fast nationwide 4G LTE T-Mobile network. MetroPCS. Wireless figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network. See store for details, terms, and conditions, and data management info. We are back with your number one sports show. Your host, Haven Harrington, Rashawn Myers. If you are internet savvy, you can join us right now at WLOUonline.com. And our special guest is my good friend, Mr. Ken Teller from Way 3 Sports. He's in the house, and we at the top of the hour, he got to it. He got to it to college basketball. I knew he would go through that one. I know. That's what I like about Ken Teller, man. He always goes through that, man. <laughs> and actually, we are actually... Uh, on the phone lines with Miss Leanne from all the way from Ole Miss. What's going on, lady? How you doing? Good. It's good to be back on the show, y'all. 
Leanne, what's going on with you? Of course, first of all, happy college football season to you. I know. I know. It's, it's probably one of the best opening days and best times that I think that fans and analysts and um, everybody enjoys. And it's been an interesting couple of days, to say the least. I always supposed to say hotty toddy. Hotty toddy, exactly. Hotty toddy.com. Hotty toddy. That's it. That's it. But so, Leanne, first of all, uh, what are your first impressions of college football? I, 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 my guess is, um, you know, the Houston, Oklahoma has got to be near the top. But just give me kind of your first, uh, through the first several games, kind of your impressions of what you're seeing out there right now. Uh, just overall, to be quite honest, I haven't uh, really watched any of the games. I usually wa- I listen to them on the radio. I just kind of prefer. I think uh-huh. it's just going to be a very another very interesting year, to say the least. It's, it's been an explosive one um, the last couple of days, and I think it's just kind of showing that anything can happen, and we're going to have a lot of teams that we expect and a lot of teams that we don't expect yeah. um, come to be in the, in, in the conversation and the storyline that I think are going to be surprising during the playoffs. Now, as somebody who's down there right now in the in beautiful Oxford, Mississippi, how does it feel right now knowing that Mississippi State just lost to the USA, the University of South Alabama, oh, Northwest Directional oh, University? Been, I, oh, it, it, it travels fast, and I think I think for the for the Ole Miss fan base, it was something that kind of helped the spirit. As always, even though we aren't facing state till the end of the year, I think it really helps uh, pep up the Ole Miss uh, fan base, and I know it helps uh, pep up the players. So it definitely was a good thing as far as morale goes going into Monday. Now, to talk about Monday, now this is what I'm really interested in because you guys are Monday night. You and FSU, a lot of people predict FSU actually make the playoff run, even though they have a freshman quarterback. How do you kind of see your chances against uh, FSU with all the depth and talent they have on defense? It's definitely going to be. It's definitely going to be a higher scoring game for both teams, and it's going to come down to, you know, Old Old Miss has a lot of young talent. They're only returning uh, ten starters, but it's going to come down to a few key things that we want to look for Monday night. The quarterback, like you said. Florida State has their redshirt quarterback, DeAndre Francois, who's going to be making his career start. The kid may have a few limitations, but he's got an amazing arm, quick feet, high football. IQ, you know, he's Mr. Football for Florida. But we also have Chad Kelly, who's coming back veteran anchor for the Rebels, and it's going to account for more than 4,000 yards last season. And I think he could be perhaps one of the, the difference makers. We're also going to have to look at a the pass rush, it's going to, like I said, it's going to come down back to quarter, the quarterbacks and offenses because we know that the Florida State Seminoles have one of the best defensive lines in the country. Demarcus Walker, Josh Sweat, all ends that um, definitely are going to give, make it hard for Chad Kelly and that very young offense to be able to uh, make plays easily. Is there the sense down there that, that they're ready for the football season to start and get rid of some of the controversy that they had during the offseason? Because there was so much of it from Laramie Tunsil to, I mean, Hugh Freeze had quite a bit of stuff to deal with away from the field. I think this, this is definitely one of the things uh, that has been uh, anticipated for a long time, like you said. Just within the last couple of uh, weeks, Coach Freeze has been at the center of media headlines. The Rebels have been... But they've made very little comment, you know, the extension of the NCAA investigation. So there's been a lot of dark clouds that have been lingering over the program that you can't help but think have impacted the the mentality going into this big Florida State, you know, Monday night uh, stage. But I think that, yeah, like the, the Rebels are ready. Coach Freeze has tried to keep his 
uh, team focused on what's at hand, and that's for Jimbo Fisher and his ball club. Now, Leanne, let me ask you, uh, for, for Ole Miss in general, and just kind of looking over the SEC, um, to, to get things started, um, you know, it's been – the, the, you know, a lot of the SEC teams so so far this week have looked okay. Um, you know, the, that Vanderbilt-South uh, so Carolina game You're was – just so kind. I, I, I don't know what to call Tennessee it. Tennessee in overtime. You, you know, t- Tennessee going to <laughs> overtime with Appalachian State. Um, is there any feeling from the Ole Miss perspective, uh, you know, with Alabama uh, you know, losing so many guys, uh, you know, is there an opportunity to, do they feel uh, to maybe make a run at that SEC West title and ultimately the uh, college football playoff? I think – over the past five seasons that Coach Freeze has been there, that is something that the, the Rebels have worked in with these amazing recruiting classes that they've had since he's came in. He's definitely given a new light foundation to the program. So I think now, especially in this year, even though they're having a lot of young talent, it's a lot of very fiery young talent that's very raw that if is coached correctly is going to do a lot for the Rebels. So I think that that mentality this year in particular seems to be that um, winning the SEC West possibly going for the SEC championship, being in the playoff talks down the road. If, if they do win against FSU, that changes a lot of the storyline down the playoff to the playoffs, that they really could make something happen if it all falls into place. Good deal. Now, I do have one question. Well, I actually have two questions for you. First question, what's like one of the younger players on the Ole Miss team that, that we should look out for, a guy who could possibly uh, just pop out there and, and his star will be born this season? I think that there's a lot of I think that the, a lot of young players that are gonna that are gonna be in in the limelight at some point. But I I think he's not starting right now. But I do think down the road that the Greg Little, the top five star offensive lineman, left tackle out of Allen, Texas, is going to be something that if he's used in that left tackle position, taking over Laramie Tunsil right now, Rod Taylor's are going to be the starting starting left tackle. But I think that he is someone that could be that difference maker on that offensive line if he's given the chance down the road during Alabama or those bigger games that we're going to see in conference play here in just a few weeks. Oh, there we go. Now, my next question is, 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 is a question that's like near and dear to my heart. And I, I asked everybody this I could think of when I was at Papa John's in the press box talking to the media guys. But, you know, you're in SEC country. You went, you went to SEC media days, so you're probably the best person to ask this question. Why does South Carolina hire Will Muschamp? <laughs> I, I'm still trying to figure that out. I, <laughs> well, last time I, I was on the show, I think we went we, we went around in this in this circle, and like you said, it was it wasn't an impressive it wasn't an impressive win. There hasn't been anything really. I still I can't I don't know if I can wrap my head around it. <laughs> At first, I remember saying that it was perhaps the name, but I don't even know. Yeah, I think it's still kind of in the air, and we'll see. Because like I said, that South Carolina Vanderbilt game was not anything impressive. There wasn't something about the game that stood out that would be like, oh, we understand why they hired Will Muschamp now. The only thing I can see is South Carolina took pity on UK, was like, you know what, we want to give them some more hope. We want to give them inspiration. Leanne, he really hates that hire. I don't know if you really know that, but he, he really hates that much champ hire down there in South Carolina. But, hey, I guess it, I, it, anything uh, like that, I guess, helps the Rebels, uh, you know, in their continued pursuit uh, to get to the top of the SEC. So, uh, you know, well, anything that's bad for the East is good for the West. I guess that's the way that goes. Exactly, and like we and like you mentioned, Tennessee. You know, Tennessee has been the big, 
dark horse. He's come back from so many past seasons these past couple of years of having to rebuild in controversy and whatnot. And now they're, you know, number nine in the country. And they definitely didn't look like number nine possible SEC East champions and going for a playoff run against Appalachian State. So it's, it's, it's a lot different um, when you actually get into action. That's what I always tell my readers. I can't give you some kind of special formula that's going to make it all work, you know, because you can have the best players and best team, but you can't really, you aren't going to know for sure how a team looks until they're in that atmosphere, until they're playing their opponent and not just scrimmaging amongst their fellow teammates. That is absolutely true. And, of course, you know, everybody loves August because everybody's undefeated and everybody has a chance uh, to win a championship. Everybody has those aspirations. But uh, it does seem like it is a year of transition in the SEC. You have a lot of turnover. you got a a lot of new, uh, you know, coaches going to different places. you got a lot of stars uh, that are, you know, have left and new stars coming in. You know, my favorite guy uh, from Ole Miss, uh, Laquan Treadwell, is now a rookie for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. So, of course, Ole Miss has to replace him there's a lot of stars that are kind of uh, going to be born this year but definitely appreciate you uh, joining us uh, Leanne and definitely got to get you back in as, as we go through this uh, I want you to become kind of our, our go-to for the SEC not just for Ole Miss but but we need to get back with you as this season goes along and, and we start to uh, turn towards the uh, championship final four well like I like I write in my column for my readers don't get too uh, hung up on what ranking that you are in the preseason because I guarantee you it's gonna it's gonna change and you know it's gonna be it's, I think that this is one of the years it's gonna be very interesting in college football and there's gonna be a lot of storylines that are going to change the the way that we're gonna see those final four teams in the playoffs and I think there's gonna be a lot of surprises that we don't expect because we see a lot of the old powerhouses like Clemson like Oklahoma coming back into the mix. So it's going to be a very interesting year where there's not just one conference dominating and it looks like the clear winner in the playoffs. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Leanne, definitely appreciate that, and we'll definitely be talking to you again soon. Well, thank you, guys. No, thank you for coming in. I always love to talk SEC with Leanne. She loves her Rebels. Uh, you know, came in with the, the Ole Miss hat on last time she was in studio. Loves the Rebels. but uh, uh, <laughs> and, you know, and her football knowledge is like oh, phenomenal. I'm telling you. I'm phenomenal. Telling you you mentioned Laquan Treadwell. we got to talk about Sam Bradford. What do you think about that? Oh, man. Oh, man you know what? What does that mean? Ooh, let's hold that till we yeah. come back from the end of the break, man. What, Sam Bradford, for those who don't know, I have a lot of thoughts about that. To the Vikings, uh, that just happened like – like literally just popped on Twitter, and it was like done deal. That's crazy. But we got to talk about that. All the upsets that happen in college football. What's that mean for U of L? We still have to break down the U of L Charlotte game because it was a great seventy to seven win. But you know what? Lou has some things to work on. Major some things, big to, things work on. to work on if they're going to have a chance with FSC. So we got that and much and much much more to talk about when we come back on your main event sports show. There are two kinds of hot. One is where a walk to the mailbox leaves you thirsty. But with MetroPCS, you get the other kind of hot, the good kind. Because now, when you switch to MetroPCS, you get a free Samsung Galaxy. That's a really hot deal. Visit a MetroPCS store to get your free Samsung Galaxy on 5 with a big 5-inch HD screen. And get on the fast nationwide 4G LTE T-Mobile network. MetroPCS. Wireless figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network. See store for details, terms, and conditions, and data management info. 
Hello, folks. It's Steve Mudd with Montgomery Chevrolet. It's that time. Sale, clearance, savings, all words we're accustomed to at Montgomery Chevrolet. Come on out to 5325 Preston Highway, where we have vehicles starting as low as $1,000, payments starting as low as $99 per month. Yes, you can buy a brand new Chevrolet Cruze for $99 per month with zero money down. Now is the time to come and sign and drive for your brand new vehicle. Come out, ask for Steve, or call me directly at 502 502- 968-6111. The dealership where promises made or promises kept. We are back with your number one sports show. Your host, Haven Harrington, Rashawn Myers, and the special guests, Mr. Ken Teller from Way 3. And uh, actually, uh, they are checking out the website at uh, com. They asked a question. Uh, Want to hear some more a little bit about what is uh, Mr. Kent uh, Teller does for Way 3. They, they want to know a little bit more about that. I know what Kent Taylor does for Way 3. Kent, what do you what, do for I, Way 3? I'm, <laughs> I'm the sports director. do the sports uh, Monday through Friday at 6 and 11. And, uh, you know, cover any other. Maybe I could pop up on any show during the week. But uh, we you do Touchdown know. Friday night, high school football highlights every Friday night at 11.15. And then, uh, you know, we, get, uh, we tend to get busy about this time of year Usually. with football and then basketball winds into it. That's right. We do a lot of traveling and stuff. But I've been there for 16 years now. Oh, wow. why is a lifer? 16 years. That's a long time. About. Ken, now, what, 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 let me ask you this real quick. What high school kids is really – actually, you haven't seen a whole lot of the teams yet. What player have you s- seen that stood out to you the most so far? Of the teams that I've seen uh, – you know, I haven't seen Trinity in person yet. I know they've got some players. I think they're clearly right now the best team in the area. Uh, the Corey Johnson kid from Central actually oh, stood yeah, out to me the first time I saw him. And mm-hmm. I saw him again last night. I know they got beat again. They're 0-3, but they've played some pretty tough competition. Uh, oh. That kid can play, though. He he can run. They always have, uh, you know, Central always, especially at the skill positions, they always have some playmakers. There's that, no doubt that that opener uh, versus Manuel was a great game. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I like the, the young man, the wide receiver for uh, Manuel. Yeah, uh, Jalen Carter. Carter. Yeah, yeah. He good was, kid. He looked really good as well. I know that's that's the guy who, who Jay has loves. Now, <laughs> yeah. That's his guy. That's that's his guy. Look at him that's back there. <laughs> that, that, that is his guy. Now, Kent, <laughs> let me ask you because, of course, uh, Louisville kicked off the season on Thursday night. Uh, versus Charlotte, and as we figured, you know, Charlotte's one of the worst Division One teams. Or, maybe uh, maybe the worst. Maybe the worst. Um, but what did you say? What, what are kind of your takeaways? But still, though, I, for them to come out of that game and have Lamar Jackson get as much attention as he's gotten out, I mean, I, I, I don't know that I really expected that. I, it, it actually worked out pretty well for him when he when he accounts for eight touchdowns, and he's on with Scott Van Pelt live on Center and all the stuff that went into it. I, I was impressed they did what they, you know, what we thought they would do and now it's just a matter of taking care of business against Syracuse and then we'll really get the hype train rolling for that Florida State game. Now, now let me ask you. Um, I, I, here it comes. To, to, to start the, <laughs> here it comes. You, you already know where I'm going with this. Hey, I already know where uh, you're to, going. To start the game, Take it there. Um, I was worried or I have some concerns with the team because it seemed like they had some issues protecting Lamar. He was having to scramble. And versus that team, if you're having to run away from those guys. If they're – yeah, I I can see what your point is. Yeah. Now, if their total focus is 
putting pressure on him, right. and they're going to blitz and show some blitzes that they haven't shown before that Louisville hasn't seen on film, and, and he's you know relatively inexperienced anyways, especially he's inexperienced going to the line knowing what the play is. He's right. admitted that himself. So uh, I think there was a little bit of that going into it. We, yeah. Everybody kind of expected him to sit back there and be calm and fire the ball down right. the field. And, and when he got some pressure, you know, my thing, though, is if – why not run? No, they can't catch you. Yeah. You're the fastest guy out there. Yeah. And that was, the, you know, he, he, he obviously did fine. He got quite a few rushing yards before he settled down and then made some pretty good throws, made some throws that weren't necessarily to his first or even his second read, which is not something true. we really didn't see last year from him. Yeah, yeah. For me, watching the game was like that first half, that first quarter, should I say. I'm not going to say Louisville struggle, but you can tell that they hadn't. <laughs> it's 28-0. Well, it's just 20 nothing, <laughs> And that's why I said I, I won't say they struggle, but they didn't find an offensive rhythm. You're right, and, yeah. And it was kind of obvious that they didn't have that rhythm just yet. There were still too many free rushers. Um, I know Bobby wanted Lamar to stand in the pocket more and kind of test, not test his arm, but go through his reads, go through his progressions. And he had to scramble, I think, a lot more than they wanted him to scramble. The second quarter, a completely different UofL team. They were in rhythm offensively. They got the running backs, the tight ends. Everybody kind of got into the flow. Uh, Lamar everybody, was everybody caught a touchdown. Yeah, pretty much everybody. <laughs> I caught one. Kent caught yeah. one. Rashawn caught like three. That throw to Quick was, was a phenomenal catch by Quick, but you couldn't drop it in there. I mean, the throw was, was right uh, on the line. Ev- everything was great about coverage. That, play. that was un. Yeah. But that, I said, you know, with, with all the drops that Quick's had over his career, it really seems like now that the attention's not on him and nobody's talking about it. literally I didn't hear James Quick's name the whole offseason for the most part. It seems like he's finally able to yeah. calm down and play. He, we expected so much from him, I th- right. you know, because I go back to I, I, that play he made against St. X is one of the best plays I've ever seen a high school player make a catch oh, and a yeah. run. I mean, I can still see the highlight. <laughs> you know, so and there were a couple of those during his high school career. Right. Um, him, you know, you think about two, two receivers who stand out to me covering in high school, him and Devontae Parker, and and Devontae certainly put up better numbers and had a much better college career, you know, in its totality than what James Quick has had so far. And it's just, you know, when you think of James Quick and, it, and the plays that you remember about his career, you think of, you know, a catch where he falls down or getting caught against Clemson or plays like that. Right. And, and that's got to be his focus is to, to change that and to make a few plays. And that, that's certainly one of them now. That's got to move right to the fore. When he gets up and is like, you know, adamant that he made the catch and then he's dancing before they were oh, <laughs> It was a review. Un- Did you see that? I saw that. Oh, yeah. I saw that. No, it, it, it was unbelievable. And, and to me, I perfect think that, throw, that one of the catch. things is that you have so much talent at the wide receiver position. You have guys like Jalen Smith, Travion Samuel, and others that are coming up behind you that if you don't make plays. Yeah, if you don't catch it, somebody else is going to catch it. Somebody else is going to catch the and ball. That's and that's Travion Samuel. So that I, I think that's going to be. Oh, wow. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I so love Jalen Smith. I thought Jalen Smith last year. I know. And he's, yeah, it was unbelievable. Down the depth chart now, isn't yeah, I mean, I mean, and you still have, uh, you know, guys like Seth Dawkins. Jaquay Savage was supposed to be like, you know, <laughs> Jaquay handing it on the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, he's I mean, street it's, clothes. It's 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 amazing uh, to to me to watch this team. And I speaking think of that, did you see the Navy thing today? Because no, the story was phenomenal. Oh, yeah, I, I their quarterback that. got hurt, that. 
and they caught a kid who was in his like you know dress whites in the stands really? out of the stands of freshman. He played, <laughs> and then he played later wow. in the game. You want to start? Let's go. It's like really? okay. street clothes. Maybe think about it. See, this is why you love college football. <laughs> this is why having college football back is so awesome. We're watching uh, Wisconsin LSU right now uh, as Wisconsin tries to unchoke the game away, <laughs> if you can call it it's that. Tough, they had the the 13-0 lead, and now LSU starting to make that comeback. But um, well, you know what? I would be remiss if I did not mention a great game by Zeke Cannon. Yeah, uh, he made defense. a couple of he really had good like, plays. Yeah, tons of tackles. Stacy Thomas came in late. Well, Stacy Thomas it's just amazing. Is, and I only know this from hosting the coaches show with with uh, Bobby Petrino for the last couple of years because they like to have play. You know, they don't want to just see touchdowns. So in right. the highlights, they want to see some other plays, a special teams tackle. Well, I mean, I'll show Stacy Thomas special teams tackle every week. He oh, makes yeah. one every game. Oh, yeah. And he made one the other night. We oh, showed. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. then when he gets on the field more and playing with the you know with the first team defense and the, those. Those guys, he's making plays. The tackle he made where the guy ripped his helmet off, oh, yeah. which should have been – I don't know how that's not a penalty when a guy grabs your helmet and rips it off. Oh, yeah. But he still yeah. makes the tackle, even though he had his helmet ripped off. He he's always looks like – Stacey Thomas always looks like he's being shot out of a cannon. Brandon exactly. Heath yeah. had that ability when yeah. I watched yeah. Heath play at linebacker. It always seemed like he just got like a running start from, you know, off the sideline. Right. Looked, like, just... looked like Jefferson from Fast Times Original. <laughs> yeah. Like somebody messed with his Camaro. <laughs> right, right. Like, I yeah. mean, it's, it's – <laughs> but, you know, I think that's the excitement but about this team is that you have so much talent, and you know that this Louisville team is probably right now only at, playing at probably 40% of their potential right now. Uh, you know, I think yeah. Lamar has a long way to go. Uh, the offensive line can definitely get better uh, blocking, especially up front. I, I didn't like the fact they didn't seem to be able to consistently run the ball. Um, I did like the fact that Bobby, Bobby returned to the, the running back pass. Yeah, that, they, they oh, all yeah. cut touchdown. It is, it is, it's like three times. It was three or four times. You know, I thought George Stripling was back out there yeah, again. Yeah. You know, was, <laughs> they went old school with it. But there, there's a lot to talk about. But, you know, again, it is Charlotte. It's the first week. Um, Syracuse next week. Syracuse makes me nervous. I mean, Louisville has they gone put on some the road decent at numbers. Syracuse. They do. Although Petrino, if I'm not I think he's 3-0 and there. Yeah, that is true. You know, even when you remember when when he went there his second game, his first stint here. First they went up one in in Commonwealth Stadium, then they go to Syracuse and nobody gave him really any chance. They go in there and win. Oh yeah. Um, So. Yeah, he he. It's a loud place, and I talked to him about it. The show will air tomorrow at eleven thirty. Uh, Inside the cards with Bobby Petrino. He 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 mentioned how, and he's he's gotten some grief about that before. Talking what, what was that when they were going to Clemson when he was talking about how it's not going to oh, be yeah. any louder. But oh, yeah. but the Carrier Dome being a, a closed environment plus a Friday night game. Oh, yeah. and they're one and zero. They have a new coach. Um, it'll be a pretty intense environment for these guys. But they they sh- you know if if they're the team we think they are, they should be able to handle their business and and focus in each week on. On opponents like this, and not be looking ahead to Florida State. Yeah, because I know, I know Syracuse has a brand new fast break offense, kind of that that, that hurry up offense that is. Uh, like, Who doesn't have a hurry up offense? Yeah, everybody, everybody, tempo. everybody has it. We're going tempo. Everybody's going to go tempo. That's like the buzzword. That's what Tubby's football. doing in Kentucky this year, right? Yeah. <laughs> How many times do we hear that? <laughs> right. The tempo, man. It's always the tempo. But no, I mean, it, it's it's going to be very interesting. I actually like the way the schedule sets up. The fact that you get kind of maybe a confidence builder in game one, especially for a team that has a young offense, get the confidence going game one, then have a slightly more difficult opponent on the road so you can get used to playing on the road, and then come back home in your third game for your first real test versus Florida State. I think the That's it sets up perfect. It sets yeah for them to and on national TV for that thing. It sets up oh, yeah. for them to really. 
have get, getting a lot of hype going. Now the Marshall game is going to be tough on the road. You know, they haven't lost that many games at home in the last few years. And then of course Clemson, but that Houston game down the road. That, 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 that game, was a little tougher now. That it? game now with them winning today and they don't <laughs> play anybody. Game, I mean they yeah. should. They're good enough that they should run the table. And then you can. Oh wow, a Thursday yeah, that, night. You know. That that is going to be a game. And that after watching them just completely dismantle. And completely handle Oklahoma. I mean, that, I, that game was not close. Houston dominated that game well, from and start with to even though they'll have so much hype and no telling how high they can climb in the polls in that period of time. They don't really play anybody of no, note between now and then. But Louisville still gets a little bit of a mental advantage going into that game, having lost to them here last year. You know, oh yeah. I mean, that's something. So it's like the perfect storm for them. You have the revenge factor, but then you have the tougher schedule. So. They should be battle tested. Well, they should be ready. Right, yeah. They- and the good thing about it is, and, and I know that's jumping way ahead, but let's say Louisville was able to go out there and beat Florida State and Clemson, which would be <laughs> unbelievable in itself. But if you are, if they're able to do that and you have a, a opponent that's going to be highly ranked in Houston at the end of the year, that really helps give you that boost heading into the college football playoff. And, and Louisville would actually have a legitimate chance to get there. I, the beauty of it is even if you lose at Clemson, say, because yeah. most people expect you to do that, right. even if you lose that game, if you beat Florida State, lose at Clemson, you still have a game there. You know, who knows what could happen. I mean, they, they could certainly get back in the mix with a win at Houston because that's going to get everybody. Everybody will be, will be watching that game. Oh, almost like the old West Virginia U of L. Yeah, so back exactly. In the Big East. And, and it'll know- be more matter that Rutgers. You know, it'll be – I mean, I was at the – you know, they beat West Virginia, the blackout. Then they go to Rutgers for the Thursday night game, and, and that's oh, yeah. the one that kept them. I mean, they might have – you know, they very they well could have played for the national championship, championship yeah. that year. Yeah. Chopping wood. I, I, I hate the phrase chopping wood now because of that Rutgers. Jeremy game. Ito. Oh, oh <laughs> just awful. Awful, awful, awful. Bad memories, Kent. Bad memories. Sorry. But, <laughs> but no, I almost got trampled, too. On the, <laughs> yeah, oh, really? They rushed the field. Oh, well, they, wow. Really, they rushed it. Oh, yeah. And then they pulled him back. And then re-rushed. <laughs> they, <laughs> re-rushed again. That's warm-up. That's warm-up. And, and, and I know <laughs> we're, I, I believe we're going to have our man Mark Bacon coming on and talk a little bit of NFL and talking about that trade uh, of Sam Bradford to the That Minnesota got your Vikings. attention, didn't it? I I, I mean, I know they feel like they have a, a legitimate chance to, to, to do make some noise this year, but still, just for the, what the future holds and what message that sends, I thought it was a little strange. I'm going I'm to reserve my comments until after we get back from the break, but before we head to break, really quickly, I just want to ask you guys about this Southern Miss-Kentucky game really quickly. Um, you know, is, does Kentucky have anything to worry about? I mean, is this... Have you seen the SEC play so far? Yes, they have, to, <laughs> they have a ton to worry about. I mean, this is a big game for them because Kentucky... As we saw last year and the year before and every year since Stoops has been here, they don't do well once the, the second half of the season they tend to fold. So you have to get as many wins as they can the first half of the season. Southern Miss is going to be a hard game for them to win. And if they lose this game, you can pretty much kiss. I mean, literally almost like kiss them going to a bowl game goodbye. So I don't see them finding six other wins. If they lose this one, yeah, it's weird to start the season with a must-win game. But when you know, with the SEC schedule they play, they they're at Florida next week, right? So yeah, and Southern Miss, obviously, they were in the Conference USA Championship game last year. They're picked to win that division again. Their quarterback's already, you know, the all-time leading passer in school history. Already, and they had a guy who was pretty good there too. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Favre. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that Favre guy was pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, it's scary. There's no question. I think it's scary for yeah, him. Yeah, this is, this is a must win out, out the gate. And, but if Kentucky well, wins this game, this 
this should give them hope. This should give like all the UK fans, all the UK football fans, Haven, don't excitement do that. and hope. With, with going the fact forward. that they got out to five wins to start the last two seasons. Well, the main thing going for them, it's this is either the main thing in their favor or the main thing against them is that Shannon Dawson is at Southern Miss. <laughs> there you go. There you, you go. know, there you and go. what gets just a great storyline for this oh. game. Oh, I, I tell you what, I cannot wait to see what happens. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and hit this last we're gonna break. Go, we're we're going to keep gonna, going. Keep, keep it going. moving. We're going to go here the, here, here the thing. That's what's up. If you want to get involved with us tonight, 776-1350, you want to ask any questions. But I'm going to ask a question before we before we get out of here to uh, Ken about uh, something about some Latino. Okay. And uh, a little bit about some news that I saw in the newspaper, the sports page last week about some some development about Katina Powell, stuff like that. Well, actually, I want to get your opinion on that in just a minute. We got uh, Coley Rose from Chicago. I've got Coley. What's Coley. going on, Doc? How you doing, man? Hey, hey, hey. This is Main Event Sports 104.7. How we doing? Woo! Man, Coley Royce, long time yeah. no here. Yes, we are back in the house, back in the house. How do you, how you fellas doing tonight? Man, we're doing good. And for those who don't remember who Coley Royce is, this is the host of the Coley Royce Show out of Chicago, Illinois. So, Coley, man, what, what you got for us? I got something so hot for you guys right now. Let me let me tell all your listeners right now. Something right now is about to go viral. I'm talking about Pokemon Go. No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, all that, uh, what do they call it, Clashes of Clans and all those mobile apps. Well, we have... What is hitting next month? Taven, Rashawn, Major yes, Sports listeners, check this out. Go to www.allsportsfreeapp.com. Mm-hmm. What's going on, Taven? You guys, the man, the man from Madden. You remember Madden football? Oh yeah, yeah, my favorite. Okay. Well, the the creative designer Madden football teamed up with this company called United Games that we're working with right now. Right? They're creating an all new interactive live mobile sports app. Now, you're like, what? What are you talking about? I'm talking about you can sit there in the bar. You can sit there at your home. You can sit there on your phone anywhere. And as the game is going live, you're actually playing along with the game, your favorite team, okay, your friends and family, and you're going ahead and playing that, okay? So I'm talking about we're not doing and there's no betting. We're not betting right now, okay? We're taking this to a higher level, a whole new standard, okay? So what is going on right now, I don't know if you guys know about this, but look. Thorell Bailey's involved right now, signed up. You got, uh, I think it was Kenyon Carpenter, Deion Sanders. Even, I think Vic is almost about to sign up. But right now, who else is yeah. signed up? Justin Timberlake, Katy Perry, Evander Holyfield, Ray Lewis. The real deal. And Shaq. It's the real deal. So I wanted to tell you guys about this because I know Main Event Sports is about to blow it up out there. So everybody, go to go to www, all sports free. App.com and um, you know, Coley Roy Show Main Event Sports. We're about to blow this out of the water, so you can be a player. Just play the game. You know, you 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 invite people, you share, it, and then you win tokens and points to redeem for electronic devices, games, tickets, jerseys, trips, and cars, all that good stuff. But then the best thing is the company is allowing people to receive a percentage of the profits from the company. So imagine right now you can make a percentage of like Pokemon Go, which you know mm. Pokemon Go, those those and Candy Crush, those companies are making a half a million to 1.5 million a day. So imagine wow. being able to share in the profits of that. 
Okay. So something new and viral, I wanted to hook you guys up and let your listeners know about this because if you go on Facebook and start asking around about United Games, that was that was looked up search over DraftKings a few days ago, way over that, almost uh, 99,000 searches for it. DraftKings? Wow. What's that? What's DraftKings? We don't know about DraftKings no more. Well, well I appreciate so you calling, Rose, man. I got another call waiting on the other end. Hey, appreciate the call in though, Cole. Yeah, give us oh, put this down. Man, we we're so excited for me and Ben Sports. I'm telling you guys. And you know what? When do you guys come back to Chicago? Hey, we gotta get back Think up there, it. man. You know, we love Chi Town. So, you know, main event will definitely be back up there sooner rather than later. I guarantee. I hope so, because people are asking me about main event sports, and I'm telling you, I told them uh, <laughs> yeah, I know them. I know them, but they haven't came back up here in a while. We're coming back, so. man. We're coming back to the Shire. <laughs> we'll we'll be back, back in Chirac before you know it. All right, all right. Thank this you, Let's go. Sports, 104.7 FM. I love you guys. Coley Roy Show, we're out of here. You guys take care, all right? All right, Coley. Man, I love Coley's energy. Let's go to the other But you, we have another caller. Caller, what's your name? What's your comment? Hey, my name is Kurt, and I do have a comment. I'm on my way down to the Young Center to watch Louisville Volleyball versus oh, nice. Auburn with my son, uh, Jasmine Bennett. Remember that name? That girl playing good volleyball. So my comment is this. If UK loses to Southern Miss tonight, if I were Mitch Bornhart, I would be on the first line calling Houston's coach. Houston's coach, I believe it's be his last year there, and I believe Kentucky need to jump on him. Now, I'm a UofL fan, just throwing it out there. I'm going to hang up and let you guys comment on that. You know what? And, and, and Tom Herman, of course, the, the, the Houston coach who just got the big win today, uh, th- there's going to wow. be a lot of questions about that. But, fellas, let me just ask you, is there anything the Stoops can do to lose their job with the buyout? I believe his buyout's what, $12 million? Uh, or no. something crazy, $10 million, no, $8 I mean, million, dollars, something ridiculous. This season is, is pretty safe for him. But the things I'm hearing, Tom Herman is actually waiting for uh, yeah. Charlie Strong to fail <laughs> and take over Texas. Well, I think Tom Herman will get a nothing against Kentucky football, but Tom Herman is right. poised to get a better job than Kentucky. Do, do you not agree? Houston might be a better job than Kentucky. It might be with the recruiting base. Well, <laughs> yeah. with the recruiting well, base I, I, and, you know. the, and in the Big Twelve, they're yeah. still in. They're one of the schools still in the mix to get in the Big Twelve. I don't know whether that was a good or bad thing that they beat Oklahoma like that today. Texas but, didn't um, like it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think he's he, he'll he'll be somewhere else, but not not at Kentucky. And, and, I, and I think at the end of the day, I don't think that there's anything that Stoops can do to lose the job. I, I don't know. I, I you know, really we don't. we thought the same thing though about Joker at the end, and yeah. then it was so bad, and there were so many people who stayed away at the end. They didn't have a choice. Yeah. So maybe, but I don't expect that. But yeah, I mean, you know, if just, they went two and ten or one and eleven. That that could some, do it, but I, I, I mean, but that's a lot of money. I mean, first of all, why does he have a big, yeah, that they, big of a buyout? Cole? But they make a lot of money. That is true. A whole lot. Of SEC money. makes a lot of money. To lose, that's amazing. Yeah. So, <laughs> the Demon Vanderbilt get so paid harsh. like to. That's so harsh. I, I'm just being honest. That's so harsh. Well, I, I tell you what, we got about looks like about five minutes before we get to the end of the show. I do want to talk about this trade really quickly. Um, my thoughts on it. First of all, a 2017 first round pick as well as a 2018 pick. I don't know if they announced what. Round that, that was a fourth. Pick. I thought I heard a first and a fourth. That first and a fourth is a fourth round pick in 2018. That's a lot for an for, NFL team. I mean, to give is. up a fourth round pick would have been would have been that have made sense. But you have right? Sam Bradford, a guy who has a long list of injuries over his career, and you give up a first round pick in next year's draft. Wow. 
That's a lot. Well, to and me, I don't know. Lot. I don't. I think it might say more about Sean Hill than anything else that no. they're not. Con- and they feel like they have a legitimate team, and they didn't like their chances with him at quarterback. Sam Bradford. There was a time when I really I liked him as an NFL quarterback. I thought right. he's this guy's got a future. Now he has had a, a bunch of injuries. A former number one overall pick, and he's worn out his welcome in a couple different places. So yeah, I mean, he was pretty good with the Rams before he got hurt. I remember he had one season where he had it rolling and then got hurt about week six or week seven. Yeah. But I mean, a first rounder is a lot to give up. Isn't that? You know, it, it, it it's a lot to give up. But the season's about to start. What next week? Yeah. So you have to Thursday get, night. Yes. Broncos Panthers. By yeah. the way, on so, wave three. There, there it go. is. There I it know. is. I like that. So like, so seamless play. So like, you have to get somebody in there now. And the two guys we had were just backups. Those guys were never supposed to start. They were just supposed to be fill-ins yeah. for Teddy. So you have to find somebody. I'm going to steal your own words. Hold on. Stop. Because that has nothing to do with it. I'm going to tell you what this has to do with. The fact that the Minnesota Vikings just opened a brand new, all-glass, beautiful facility. And yeah, they, that, that's got to be. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's about. Yeah. And, 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 but the question I have, the what message, what happens now? Say they have a great season. Then right. what happens when Teddy comes back well, next here's the thing, year? And, you know, and, and it's I, a lot of drama. You know, to me, that, that may be an indication of just how serious Teddy's injury really is. Because yeah. so some reports I, I've read, is like he almost lost his leg. If it and wasn't well, for a training staff getting there as fast as he did and stabilizing his leg. He, well, the he weird thing is I don't know that I've talked to anyone who, I mean, torn ACL. Obviously, we see that all the time. I mean, you guys right. come back. But to say, you know, who's had a torn ACL and a dislocated knee, it's not like you can just recall, oh, this guy did it and he came back from it. I've never heard of that injury. Yeah. yeah. Ever. I'm somebody getting hit, I've never heard of this injury. And for him to be, you know, non-contact, to dislocate your knee, his leg apparently flipped forward yeah, or something it's scary. crazy. Yeah, enough that the players were throwing up and just every when he canceled practice, that's another thing. When have yeah. you ever heard of that happening? I mean, it was it was it was an unbelievable injury. But I think that the way I look at it, it could possibly be a controversy. But when they're talking about the prognosis is at minimum a year, he's going to probably miss the first several weeks of preseason camp uh, and, oh, yeah. and the preseason. Yeah. So at least now you have a guy who it, it's he's going to be able to take his time getting back. So if he's not ready to go until week four or week five of the regular season, now he has that time. It's no. Um, you know, no, no need to push him. So I think that's the biggest thing is for, Teddy is still seen as the franchise. So if you have a guy who can handle it, let Teddy take all the time he needs. So that's that's why I think they went out there and did it. I would not have given up more than a second or a third rounder to do it. I think Sam Bradford is not worth the first rounder. But for them in this situation, going into the new building, I think that was the general reason why that happened. But, ooh. That's hefty that's, that's price. rough. That's, that's a lot to pay. Speaking of which, uh, former University of Louisville linebacker James Burgess was uh, was cut today. Really? Yeah, wow. he got cut today. So he, he did not make the 53-man roster. But the good news is one, if you're cut this late in the process, there's a good chance practice you can squad, A, make yeah. the practice squad, or B, somebody else may pick you up. So getting cut this late isn't the worst thing in the world. But, yeah, he, he, did, get to, he did get cut. And a lot of other guys is kind of like uh, – Mark Sanchez. Did Mark Sanchez sign with the Cowboys? Yes, he did. I love that. I love that as a Broncos fan. And my man Kendrick Haskins is a Cowboys fan. It's fantastic. Because I guarantee you, he made some serious fun of me when they signed Mark Sanchez. And now, how the tables have turned. Wow. Mark Sanchez is horrible. Wow. How's that that dude? You're welcome. (laughs) It's like Tim Tebow. Why does that do something? But that's going to play baseball. So I I guess I'll leave Tim alone. Wow. And and you know what? Just a big shout out 
out to all our great sponsors and everything they do. The folks from the peer group. Verizon uh, Wireless. Verizon Wireless. Uh, uh, Lavish Life uh, Hair Boutique. Uh, just everybody who does everything to help main event sports do what we do. Uh, but man, an hour went quick. We needed a second hour. We need to talk to Bill about this, man. We got to get a second. Yeah, we have to. I, get need, a I, hour. I have so many more questions for Kent. Jerry can make that happen, Kent. <laughs> Jerry, you, you got some stroke in this place. Let's get, get that going. But Kent Taylor, Wave Three, appreciate you coming in. Yeah, Thanks for having me. You, man. It was awesome. It was awesome. And Cameron Mills, thank you for calling in. Uh, former UK great, uh, as well as Leanne Herring, a SEC uh, writer and analyst. Hot tight. Former Miss Kentucky. Former Miss Kentucky 2011. So, uh, hey, I guess it's about that time. Hey, and like I like to end every show without any struggle. There is no progress. Happy Labor Day weekend. along with Julian Glover from Wave 3 News. You need to watch Bounce Louisville on Time Warner 194. Bounce is a network designed